God Almighty, this is the Sweat Equity Podcast. I'm your host, Law Smith. We are doing this from the Toco Works office in uh, an odd, an oddly kind of nice, not ball sweaty weather day in Ybor City. Uh, sitting here, if you're watching on the Mevo camera on our Facebook page, we're still trying to get the kinks going with that, not the band. But a lot of the mistakes we're doing with with the audio. Uh, sitting to my right is Mr. Hector from Two Eight Monkeys. What's going on, everybody? How do how do I say your last name? Uh, Velez, not Velez. Va- Velez. Velez. Let me. I'm gonna Velez. I'm gonna pump you up a little bit higher than me because you're you're a soft-spoken guy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, back on the show also is uh, I'd like to call Daniel uh, Radical Cliff Dan Whalen. It's not a name that's going to stick, but uh, let him hear you. Yeah, that was the first time you tried that going over it. It almost landed. I did it. Uh, it, it looked better in text. It looked great in text, actually. I had it's, to read it twice. So it's a like, solid pun. Uh, well, he's Radcliffe. He's already the Radcliffe, man. Right, but there's no... <laughs> I don't resemble him in the least. All right. Well, look, here's the deal. Uh, June 7th, we're doing a live Sweat Equity podcast, so I hope we figure out this Mevo issue uh, by then. We're, I'm going to have some experts on. I'm going to promote it. I've got uh, power business attorney to the stars, uh, Mr. Uh, Stephen Fantetti of Fantetti Legal, a good buddy of mine. He also hosts the Triple Option podcast with me. And then we've got uh, Nick Snap of Make It Snappy, a podcast about productivity and operations. He's a big Six Sigma guy. He hates duplicative task work, so I love him. And then uh, another friend of the program we're having on, it's going to be a full house, but you'll be able to ask questions live, which is what I think is kind of the coolest about doing this Mevo stuff, is uh, classicliz.com. Liz Newman, my buddy, uh, who's written for Huffington Post, for uh, Thrillist, for a bunch of things. She's a very witty writer, and um, we're going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary at Tokabaga Consulting in June. And I am very excited about that. We're going to do a brunch, I think, on my birthday, June 25th. Do you brunch? <laughs> I'm, I'm so, look how white I am. Of course I brunch. <laughs> I brunch so hard. I'll get, I'll get in there. I want chicken and waffles with syrup all over that. Fried chicken on top of a waffle. I want some cantaloupe on the side. I want a Bloody Mary, even though I don't really like them, but at brunch, I will make an exception. I've never brunched. You've ne- What? I've never brunched. You've never brunched. Nope. Okay, let's get into that, because that's, that's topic number one. You live one. in Tampa, and you don't brunch. I, I, you live in the United States, and you don't brunch. Yeah, I've never brunched, ever. Let's get. we got to get you right up into that. You know what it is? Because i got a pointy thing. Is like that's fine. jabbing me. Oh, well, you, you can move to? stuff around. Yeah, let this me do is this. Let me do all right, this. look. Now, hey, I just got sex with the mic. Brunch, brunch is the excuse for getting drunk on a Sunday morning. Morning, right? Uh, Dan, you know. No? You don't know? I'm just kidding. Of course I know. <laughs> I like the non-answer, the, <laughs> non- the non-verbal answer of shrugging shoulders. I don't know. He's like, I got to be with Your opportunity to redeem yourself from the night before. Look, yeah, brunch is great. It's an excuse to get drunk. In the football season, it's even better because then you just – you drink a lot on Saturday. You, 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 gl- you glide right, right into that <laughs> noon kickoff. <laughs> you coast right in. You've got an excuse for being a little haggard, and then you pick it right back up, man. Look, you can get drunk. No one's going to look at you wrong. 
how about this? If we were drinking right now on a Thursday at two o'clock, mm-hmm. we'd be we'd be like losers. Yeah, we'd be laughed at. We'd be like, God, those guys can't get their shit together. But Sunday at two o'clock, you've had your third, fourth kind of cocktail. Tenth. You're just you're doing Sunday right. So you're Sunday morning. You eat. You're saying you eat breakfast, lunch, and drinking at the same time. Yeah. So you probably start about eleven. I'd say is a good time. Um, it's not lunch, it's not dinner, it's not breakfast, it's a lot of those, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff going on at once, and then, you basically just, you can drink whatever you want, I can't believe I have to explain brunch, I feel like, you know, it just feels, it sounds awesome, now I feel like a loser, because I'm You can eat breakfast, you can eat lunch, it doesn't matter, no one's gonna make fun of you. Yeah, see, it sounds like heaven. Well, you're from, you're from España, so, they... They have that every day, right? Yeah, but it's just growing up here, I guess I've just never... Times are probably off because they eat dinner at, what, like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. in Spain? Yeah. Yeah, but you take a nap in the middle of the day because you brunch so hard every day. I think Americans just party much harder, and the brunch has become a ritual for you guys. I, don't, I think it, it's just we're trying to figure out reasons to drink in America when you don't really need to. Um, my case in point's kind of like, you can get booze at like Chuck E. Cheese. You can get beer at Chuck E. Cheese. Like <laughs> you never used to have that. I think you can like everything's just family fun stuff. Is like, hey, well, there's a beer garden over here. Why don't you just, you know, dads will get involved now. Dads will take kids to Bush Gardens or the zoo or any of that stuff. So anyway, I can't believe I have to explain brunch. We're gonna brunch so hard. Uh, June twenty fifth. Uh, I turn the year of our Lord thirty three. And um, it'll be a good time. It, oh, man. Now I'm all sweaty thinking about you brunching the sweat for your first time podcast. on Sweat Equity. Sweat Equity. And uh, all right. Here's some app stuff. I was answering some questions on my Facebook page. When people ask stuff like, oh, do y'all do this? When people were like, I'm trying to figure out a way to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm so pissed at my cable company. I will answer like, like they're asking a question. Because they're bitching about something. We all bitch about stuff. But I will like try to help out if I can, if I know it. Mm. Maybe that's me being a blowhard. Maybe that's me trying to actually help them in an altruistic way. But like, so I had someone, uh, a friend of ours, that posted like cables out. What I there's an oligopoly on on uh, airlines, on cell phones, cable companies, internet providers. So to me. I feel like it's part of my American duty to try to help out. How do we get around that? So I was saying, if you are still doing cable, I get it. I get it for sports. Like, it's kind of tough to – you can't do it a la carte yet. But if you don't care about sports pretty much, then you can do this. You can get Sling TV for like 40 bucks, not a sponsor, not an ad on this show. You can get Sling TV for like 30 bucks and get like packages you want for the cable you want. You just want ESPN, you just need the highlights and a couple of basketball games and whatnot. Uh, the Sunday night baseball, that's all you need. You don't need all the extra stuff that you have to get with the cable company. Can you record with a sling? Uh, yeah, uh, right over there is the sling box. I mean, uh, it looks like it's like a, it looks like um, the cable box is like Cooler Cousin because it's all yeah. designed. It's like the melted clock. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's what I was thinking. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Salvador Dali made a... Uh, made a cable box but yeah you can record on that the cool thing about that and the reason i got in the office is because the sling tv 
when we had the NFL package in here, you can sling it to your phone anywhere. So I could be on the road and I could ping any Tampa Bay Buccaneers game I wanted nice. um, if I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or something like that. So it was one of those things where Slim TV's awesome. Everybody our age knows about Apple TV. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Hulu is a great supplement if you got to get some entertainment kind of TV. CISO. All these things, what do y'all do? What's, what's your primary package? Any of that? Do y'all pay for cable? Is it done? Uh, Amazon. I still Damien's Amazon, my business partners. <laughs> so I, I pretty much use Amazon a lot and um, Netflix. I think everyone uses Netflix. So I just did it with the smart TV we have in here. I hooked up. I finally we've had it for <laughs> we've had these 4K TVs for like a year and a half, and I just set up like the Amazon button that's on the remote, mm-hmm. you know. And I forgot Amazon has so much to choose from. Yeah. That I completely just forgot about. Because Amazon and Apple hate each other for whatever reason on the TV stuff. Like, on Amazon, you can't buy an Apple TV. Have you looked at that up? No. <laughs> you can't go buy, like, an Apple TV because Amazon's in that market. Competitive. You go on Apple TV, you can't access Amazon. But does it have the Amazon button? On No. That's what I'm saying. Like, Damn. So on the, on the Vizio TV, it's got the button. It's like the Bloods and the Crips. I know. It's crazy. And I, I'm going to take Apple. You know why? CEO's an Auburn guy. All right. So, uh, Dan, what are you doing? Pornhub, just that it? <laughs> Is that it? We, 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 <laughs> we've got the uh, DirecTV for sports. Um, which is pretty Ooh, much the only time that direct TV. The only time that that uh, the TV is on is if sports are on or um, reluctantly to speak wrestling. <coughs> What's that? Don't uh, worry about <laughs> it. But also, um, no, I've got one of those smart TVs in my room, so it's got all the, the little apps and stuff on there. So you really don't have to pay for anything. So it's got like TED Talks and History Channel and like that kind of stuff that I like to. Unwind way to class it up. Yeah, gotta, you know, obviously I got to come You're back like from, dis- from you burying <laughs> me <laughs> almost immediately. You're like Harvard dissertations. Uh, it's got the Harvard Business Journal on there. Yeah, yeah. I like HBR. You can, you can literally watch uh, uh, professors' lessons plans or you're, lesson plans carried out. Yeah, you're. Oh, you can watch this for free, right? You can watch this for free. Yeah, you're a Renaissance man. Doesn't mean you can't be well versed. Obviously, yeah. You, know. uh, you want to put your best foot forward, though. Yeah, man. I mean. Well, I don't know about your foot fetish stuff, but it is. <laughs> Dan doesn't like the jokes. Uh, I'm throwing out. Hey. I'm throwing out heat. I think it's because you got the company shirt on. It's That's li- why. Shame- uh, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, all right. But you were on the podcast not too long ago, and you put it out there that you're going to start your own podcast. Correct. Where are we at with that? We are in the finishing touches stage. <laughs> And thus, um, we're looking to kick it off here in June um, because May ended up being a little bit busier than I anticipated, which is good, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, however, just need to prioritize. And so we will be getting that uh, great, great actionable content out to the masses <coughs> here in the upcoming, just in time for summer, just in, ki- just in time to avoid working on the dad bod of Exhibit A over here. Oh, God. Forget the gym. Turn on your iPhones and tune into the uh, Have Yet to Be Named podcast where we're going to discuss some critical things to uh, further your uh, leadership and business skills. Did you just have a stroke? What? All right. What was all that? Huh? What? 
It was a compartmentalized version. Okay. All You're right. too busy planning your next joke. Um, well, here, like, so when's it going to start? we got to put a date to it. Or otherwise... What's what it are, about? I mean, what, what's it going to be about? This is my first time. What are goals it. without dates, right? right? They're nothing. Smart goals, right? Yeah. Specific. S- measurable. Right. Attainable. Yeah. Realistic. Time bound. So, so w- let's put a date to it. So we make you accountable. You want to hold me accountable? Yeah. All right. And I'll s- give you keys to this place. You can use this place. I already got keys to this place. Okay. <laughs> I already gave you keys to this place. <laughs> this is great. All right. Works out well. Yeah. Um, what do you think's realistic? I'm I'm shooting for June, but would you, you say early yeah, June or, or yeah, mid-June? Yeah, you can literally start next week. Mm-hmm. You just start. Like we're still kind of in the beginning stages of this podcast. I feel like there's a lot more we can do as right. far as the video part's just another element. Um, but I feel like you know the the more you kind of put off, like oh, I'll start running, I'll start running like next week. Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, fuck it, I'm eating a whole pizza. And I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna watch Amazon on my my Vizio TV, basically. Like, just starting a lot of stuff is kind of you just have to do that, and then it won't matter because you won't really have an audience to push out to anyway. Sure. Because it's not like I- any of us are celebrities, so it's just kind of your friends. And your friends, you, you'd be surprised. My friends are dicks, but your friends seem really nice from what I can tell online. Right. I feel like they gravitate towards you doing something like this on your own. Mm-hmm. My friends are like, your fucking show sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. And I'm like, well, I got the wedding pictures back. It's very All endearing. the groomsmen, we're all in it. Here you go. Um, they paid their dues. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, they had to hang out with me, I guess. I don't know, but I'm saying, like, just start, and then everything will kind of fall into place because you'll figure it out. It's that social inertia that you, like, I was just telling Hector about this. I did stand-up last night. I haven't been up in, like, two months, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then you get, like, into this corner where you're like, uh, I got to figure it out. And so, like, that... Sort of box yourself in. Yeah, but it's fight or flight, and you know you're going to figure it out. And when you start putting a date to it, all right, on June 5th, that's a Monday. That's doable for you. June 5th. Uh, I'll start. I'll do the first podcast. Then you'll start thinking about it beforehand. You'll have like shower thoughts. Right. You'll be like, "Oh, this might be good. This might be good." And then it gets easier. Like a gay kid in high school, it gets easier. Right. It's my new metaphor. Um, <laughs> my new metaphor. So like, uh, I got Hector and Damien to start their own podcast called the Rap Party, which is Thursdays. You're trying to do like a standard time. Right. At this Friday, eight o'clock. Friday eight o'clock, but you're doing it tonight, right? Because oh, oh, okay. Well, we're gonna so it's live on tape. It's it's live on tape, say. but we also do the Mevo tonight. So I like that better. Yeah, I, was, I didn't even we didn't even get to talk about it because like you can kind of give the hardcore fans the ability to watch it live, mm-hmm. and then anything you edit around to make it clean and then promote it for a Friday night. Uh, right. It's kind of to the masses to the. To the fair weather fran- fans, fan- fair weather fans, uh, am I having a stroke? So, so what's the rap party about? You got to have like a thesis. What's it about? Uh, it's about um, independent films. Mm-hmm. How to create it, uh, how to be involved, how to distribute it. People in the industry come and talk about it, and I guess we all just have a good time. It's pretty much like w- what happens after the movie's made. So what happens after the movie's made? Uh, you get drunk and you talk about the job. Is that because, like, for comedians, the best part about doing stand-up mm-hmm. is partly like 
the 2 a.m. pizza, beer, and like just talking shit or talking about the show or something like that. Right, that's Is that like the it. same thing? Yes, exactly. It's you're kind exactly of venting, but you're kind of pumped. You can't go to sleep. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's the same thing. And then we also try to help out inspiring people who are trying to do independent movies. So what is, I mean, like, what's like practical advice? You know, is it just pick up and shoot? I think it's pretty much what you're saying about the podcast, you know, is if you're trying to do it, I mean, that's a piece of advice right there that we're, if you're trying to. Like talk into the mic? Yeah, talk into the mic. See, what the problem is that over there, we don't really have to talk into the mic because everything. Because you got an Omni mic. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you got so. good, nice golden mics. <laughs> they do, They literally have golden mics. It so looks like MC Hammer set up their mic system <laughs> from the 90s. You get what you pay for. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. They got the Midas touch over there. Yeah. No, but it's, it, we, we try to help out people that, you know, if they have any questions, we'll read their scripts. And we're also developing a site where they can actually, you know, showcase their work. Uh, some genius is going to have to make that website, I think. Yes. Yes, yeah. he is. This guy. He's got to be very girthy. Oh, oh just girthy, girthy. That's the that's the word of the I day. I thought we escaped that word. Mm -hmm. No, for yeah. no way. That's my New Year's resolution, man. To say girthy more. To say girth. Uh, actually, that's not a good goal. To say girthy at least thirty times a month. Specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least once a day. <laughs> right, right. I'll miss a couple of days. I'll be flaccid a couple of days, but I will say girthy <laughs> uh, more often than not. So. Uh, if you are watching on Facebook Live, I see some people starting to like the video that we post out there. You guys feel free to share it as you're uh, sitting here. Feel free to throw some questions out there if we catch them while we're uh, talking towards, uh, you know, we probably talk another 30 minutes or so. Um, so independent movies, why, why that? Why now? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like we've uh, hit a saturation point? With a lot of this independent stuff, or are we not even close to hitting that yet? I, we just, we don't think there's a, a many voices out there for independent people who are trying to do independent movies. Usually it's all about, you know, if people usually talk about everything that's a hit. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of voices out there to talk about independent movies. And then people who are trying to make movies start out independent. So they don't have people who are in the industry who are able to help them, a platform. Yeah. And, and y'all got into it by just working your balls off. Yes. Since you're like high school, right? Right. Pretty much, because back then you don't, you know, people really didn't talk about trying to do movies. If you, you know, is it trying to be an engineer, a scientist, a doctor, or something. Mm -hmm. And if you went to the USF, didn't really have a good program for it neither at the time. University of South Florida. Yes. We have people outside the area, uh, so I got yeah. I got to <laughs> specify sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it. it I I see a need so. Going back to you doing, Dan doing a podcast, like find a need, you know, business one on one essentially, find a need, find something uh, of value that you could help out with and, and try to be helpful with it. I think the goal yeah. of the show is not really for y'all to make money necessarily. Correct, because you probably won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got to get to about 20,000 viewers, I heard, the, the advertising kind or. That's the threshold. That's the threshold. Listens and views all to all together, and then we can get someone like Squarespace. Hello, I make about a hundred sites on Squarespace. So why don't you hook me up just with a promo code, Dick Faces? Just do it. Wait. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. No. Uh, but I'm saying like, you gotta uh, you gotta do shit for free like this to get paid, right? right. And it's just like doing your own independent movies. Mm -hmm. But you all find that there is. There is uh, a lack of like 
legit advice in y'all's industry for kids, right? Correct. So I feel like that's the angle. I felt like this podcast was good because there there wasn't really a realistic, you know, do-it-yourself or business podcast out there. It was a lot of, like, overarching tropes or, like, a Harvard Business Review or Tim Ferriss or something like it's that. It's real rigid. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I want the stuff where, like, people are like, yeah, I went on Instagram. I would hashtag stuff that only had about 100,000 posts or under and that's how I built my uh, my account. That's a that's a little tip for you guys. That's a secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Try that out. That's one way to kind of grow your account is really try to find hashtags that are applicable to you, but but are are not like in the millions because they just get it. It doesn't have it, as much. It meaning. gets lost. Right. So if you hashtag, you know, uh, in indie indie raps, which is uh, kind of the. Co- what the brand for the rap party. Mm-hmm. So eventually you have that, but also like indie movies, indie party, what, whatever, whatever it is, maybe libertarians. Cause libertarians probably get on top of this independent movie stuff. <laughs> I mean, seriously, anything like anything that is not the man libertarian party, like gets a boner for it. So I get, you're I, like trying to find referral sources here. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you're trying to connect with people with hashtags, essentially. Hashtag the hashtags on Instagram and face. Well, you don't do them on Facebook. People who do them on Facebook, not so good. Not yet. Uh, but Twitter, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, that kind of thing. Is there such thing as too much hashtags? On yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Uh, What's the limit? Um, I don't know. You can tell. You can tell when you post. Someone showed this to me. You can, you know how you can post on Instagram, and then it'll flop over to Facebook when you automatically do it. Yeah. You can see on Facebook, it'll, it'll stop, uh, making a hyperlink in blue for it. So it'll stop. It'll stop after like, thirteen or something like that. So it changes all the time. That's why I don't want to like give a hard number. I think my phone's dying on you, but, um, I don't want to give like a hard number. But it's something you just always have to be curious about. So, what like you got, Dan? Like a Google algorithm. Yeah, algorithm, man. That's that's it's that's what it's about. Math and shit. Pythagorean theorem. All right. Um, so what we've been trying to do is figure out, kind of all three of us, uh, with our respective businesses, is how to do. And this is kind of what I was gonna kind of we we're trying to figure out. What are we going to talk about today? It's basically about how do you do video and kind of get it out there in today's day and age on a cost-effective budget. And Dan's been a part of it. We've we've talked about it on uh, previous episodes, but since no one listened to that one, maybe. Uh, ooh, Dan's blowing up. Um, you know, I've been working with the 208 Monkeys guys. How do we figure out how to get video you know, inexpensive to produce, and then how do we get it out there in a cost-effective way for people? And it kind of it kind of dovetails from where we were talking about with your podcast. How do we get the podcast out there? And I think video is going to be important. This ability to use this Mevo camera where it cuts automatically. There's no producer if you're watching it uh, on our Facebook page right now, the Sweat Equity Facebook page. I, I think that's like a great hack for when you're doing live stuff like this. Um, well, I guess the question is, how, how do we go about this? What do, you, what do y'all see 
as far as like on your feed or in your life, what do you what do you see more of video wise, video ad wise, I guess? I mean, for for me, that's definitely the direction that um, you know, a lot of businesses are heading to. So for us, that was whenever we started with you guys or partnered with you guys, that was one of our goals was to um, try to differentiate ourselves because we were doing you know some some Facebook ads and and using a you know just a outside vendor and just pushing them out just like everybody else does. But obviously, that becomes white noise after a while. Um, lucky for us, we did have some pretty recognizable brand power and we wanted to leverage that and we thought what better way to do that than actually create some videos yeah um that would you know we could have fun with the brand we could get it out to the people and then we'd also be able to track it um in a way that lets us know what's our real roi on this thing you know how many people are we actually reaching um versus just you know sharing something on your own page or or the business's personal page and it's just kind of that's like yeah. more white noise. And we talked about, you know, I was talking with my buddy, Robbie Slowick. He's a comedian buddy of mine. I was talking with him last night. He was working on Jon Stewart's new show that was for HBO. And we were talking about it last night, kind of about this, you know, maybe he can come on as a li- liaison for some things in the future. And it, we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I want to do campaigns that are funny because what gets shared the most is either the really emotional stuff, which is ho- really hard to kind of kind of capture if you're not a news organization. You know, like Mike uh, on the mic or whatever. You know, Mike, uh, I think the page is called just Mike, right? Or Open Mike or something like that. They do a lot of, like, emotional stuff. It's like, this was a dog. This was a puppy in a war-torn country. I mean, dogs in general get right. shared and more than yeah. anything. And it'll, it'll tell the story of that dog. It's like this boxer made it through Syria. And you're like, oh, my God. Uh, and you'll look at it. It has like 40 million views or something like that. I feel like what you can control is like trying to make it funny. Um, we've been talking about the campaign for the professional. I think that's got legs for college hunks because it's one of those things where Hey, it shows that we're serious, but at the same time, it's funny, and that's the stuff. It's but like a mullet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It's like it's like a mullet. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like your your old school way of thinking of creative, I think, is kind of. I think people have to start ch- pivoting towards. Oh, you're gonna see results on how something does for a campaign in real time like that. And you're going to have to do kind of a, a bunch of different scattershot of ideas. And then whatever works, we'll let it ride. But if it's dying, if, it, if people aren't engaging with it, you can just cut it off. And it ba- basically didn't exist in a lot of ways. You know, unless you're a huge brand that organically, right. you got your DMX. And you, DMX has got a huge page. Uh, if he th- if he throws a video up, or ge- it'll organically get a lot of views. But for the small business owner, when you put something on your pay on your Facebook page, ten percent of the people that like your page probably see it. And so the more engagement, the more people uh, around that circle, around that core, that ripple effect goes out. Th- I, people don't get that. I feel like you got to be curious on the stats and everything. But we talked about Dan and I want to do some funny stuff because we know. Hey man, my white thighs, they're great on screen. They're with, with green shorts. Ooh, with, with green shorts. With green shorts. But dad bod all over the place. 
and Dan, little baby, little coconut oiled up with those guns, <laughs> moving boxes and whatnot, playing playing against each other. I think that that has that that has the potential to go viral because I can always be the Mark character where he can he can be the professional. He can make fun of what I'm doing. Uh, you can also too the another big advantage with video is Google loves video. Yeah. And so you put those on your website. You know, on the, on we put them personally on our um, location page on the College Hunks website, and we moved up, you know, a, a few spots organically um, on Google search. So yeah, it definitely helped our SEO. They want you to make a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've really messed around with that lately, it's kind of crazy. Like they are, you they are really putting a lot of emphasis on on video, Facebook, just like we were talking about with Apple and Amazon, kind of competing mm-hmm. with each other tr- for TV. YouTube and Facebook w- are trying to go right. neck and neck for video. Facebook, rumor has it, they're actually trying to be the next Amazon w- and um, Netflix and stuff with video. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where I tell people about Pinterest because, guys, we you don't know. Dude, I, I love you Pinterest. You love Pinterest. I love Pinterest. European men, <laughs> European men and American women, Pinterest. I love it only because I know it works. Right. I, I wish I had, like, a lifestyle brand you know, like an HSN kind of brand where I could just get it out there and push it and promote it, like jewelry, dresses, well, How about college hunks could do well on Pinterest because it's about like, hey, I'm about to move. What's an easy way to package we, this we stuff? S- we started pushing on, on Pinterest. Interesting. Yeah. We started okay. pushing on Pinterest. <laughs> I'm interested you, you, in this you Pinterest. Told, you said it would be smart. If you're already going to share on Facebook and Instagram, you might as well push out the Pinterest. Yeah, you might as well ping it. If you're already doing a uh, social media campaign, yeah, it's better to have a different strategy for each one. Mm-hmm. Like LinkedIn should only be business to business. Pinterest should only be lifestyle. Instagram only if you've got a good video that's under twenty or under thirty seconds or more creative. Or yeah, or just a good picture. Uh, you get incentivized. I don't know how that is done visually, but it's better engagement in that kind of way. So I, I just think Pinterest, women make most of the decisions, man. Yeah. Whether we want to agree with that as dudes or not, women control a lot of the household decisions, whether they put the credit card down to pay it or not. Uh, I know that kind of sounds sexist, but like w- they are controlling the the household purchase or whatever. Like, oh, most dudes can't just get this car. You got to go through the wife to go. Is that cool if I get you this car? You can get the car, but you're gonna return it. This is gonna happen, right? Uh, and so it's like, mo- uh, the you have kids. Yep. Mo- most of the stuff you're gonna buy for your kids, it's not usually going through you. You're not really having the total autonomy in like what you're buying, nor right. do you really care. Right. I try to believe it's me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, I made that happen, but in reality, that's no. I always say, hey. I'm about to buy this. Is that okay? So if you build up trust on Pinterest and you build up that brand loyalty, which I think m- a lot of women have a lot of bad experiences with moving. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot more women. Uh, for us, uh, we should be focusing on a little bit more. I talk shit on this podcast to talk shit to myself a lot of the time. Like, we should be focusing on a lot more because a lot more women are in the marketing director position. There's a lot more women CEOs coming up, even though the number I know someone will go like, man, there's only like one woman CEO for every like 500 men CEOs. Yeah, but it's it's growing. Yeah, so women are, are breaking into the industries like crazy and they're 
what they weren't able to have in the past, they're now just eating it up in the future, and they're they are going to be the future. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm mean, not trying to kiss up to women, but it's just fact. Hey, it's it's hard being <laughs> a straight white male these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here's the other thing we were talking about off air before we started is, um, you know, we've been working a lot with. We've been working a lot with uh, ideas with industries that previously don't know how to use video, right? So I've been working with a lot of like dental orthodontists and you're kind of like, I don't want to see any of that. Well, we can do a different way. We can figure out a different way to do it. I think the automotive industry is really behind. I I really think like uh, we've got we've got a buddy of ours over the, down the street that has a custom work repair shop. I, I'm like, Dude, you don't even know. Your whole industry is so behind that just getting video of what you're doing and you're doing it honestly and trans and you're transparent about how good you are and the work you do, it's going to build up this brand loyalty and honesty in a in a sector that, man, no uh, no one really has. You have your car guy, right? But eventually most people just don't have anybody. So I'm like, that sector right there as well as selling cars – they're they're so far behind. If I see another bad car commercial, I'm gonna lose my shit. Thank God I got rid of cable. Well, even a lot of business owners now, there's it's still it's crazy to see just the lack of online presence in general. Yeah. You know, to where so many business owners still rely on just word of mouth and just basic signage, or or still doing print advertising and things like that. To where, you know, they hear about an idea like video. Okay, if you're gonna do it, let's make sure you do it right. <laughs> well, they're you like, know? "Could I just get my cell phone and just put it up? I'll just do a selfie video." And uh, you're like, "Cool." <laughs> like, what is that? Who cares? You know, unless you're, unless you're Vin Diesel, the Dees. Most of us are not. <laughs> most of you're right. Mo- I'm pretty sure most of us are not Vin Diesel. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> or The Rock. Or The Rock. We're not either. Th- we're not right. either of them most of the time. Or Kevin Hart. Or Kevin Hart. Because he just. Whatever he puts out there, it seems like it sticks. I feel like uh, people think they can film their own commercial. I mean, how many commercial, you know, ads or commercial have y'all done, and people think they can do the creative? Uh, hundreds. So what? What? That's a problem. If people try to think they're the creative, and then you know that's not what they do for a living, so they try to either get them or their cousins to do it, and it always comes out. <laughs> it, it always comes out horrible, and then they base the results of what they're getting off what they shot. I'm like, it has nothing to do with the you know the steps of trying to get it there it's about how you shot it it wasn't creative it just and then they i mean dude i can go all day this no is no like keep going topic. no go go yeah. go i'll, I'll on top of that, this then they think that they could just pay five dollars put it on uh facebook you know hey i'm gonna pay five dollars because facebook says that it's gonna reach a thousand people and then it totally flops and hits them in the face and then they're like oh see this doesn't really work but yeah so they don't know because they don't track leads you don't right. track conversions right so if you're doing if you're a lead generating business if you're if you're a, a law firm right we're working with a lot of law firms the way you do it is if you're doing video first off you got to be a little bit different you can't do these things well well I'm gonna sit down and tell you about tort law and like fucking zoned out everybody's out everybody's out so you gotta you gotta figure out something that's gonna grab people's attention you gotta make it not about law <laughs> right pretty much you got I like I like fun I like stats like i think stats can be fun like an infographic kind of video i think those are always easy kind of creative but you gotta 
it can't just be one shot of someone sitting in a room in a glamour shots room like just telling you about the law it's gonna be like hey if you hire a lawyer you're 23 percent better to not get convicted uh a private attorney over the public attorney i think that's that's interesting information that's something i'd want to see you know like hmm, all right cool uh but you still need to track that whole scenario so from video to the site to them contacting or calling How'd you hear about us? Most people don't keep those leads, right? right? Most people don't keep that lead data. How'd you hear about us? You got to source properly. And that's still, that's one of the hardest things with our business is sourcing correctly. You well, know? Yeah. How reliable is that data? That's what I'm saying. So there's a confidence rate with everything. How confident do you feel when you're getting this data? So sometimes it's like, how are you asking the question sometimes? Because I think to me, I used to ask this way. I used to go, oh, did you see us on Facebook or like an ad. You can't give them the answer. Sometimes you can. So sometimes they go, oh, I don't know. You know, I had a friend tell me about it. And you go, oh, okay. Did you hear about us any other way? Craigslist, Facebook. I do it real quick. So just if any of those triggers, I go, I do it like a Heisman voting system. So it's like, all right, one was word of mouth, but two might have been Craigslist. Three might have been Facebook. Four could have been Instagram. And try to do it that way. I don't know if that helps y'all. I mean, you guys... We do so much volume that it's, you know, that. And you get people on the worst day of their life. <laughs> about to be the worst day of their life. Yeah, moving's the worst. But I think s- statistically, what is it like? S- you got to see a, a brand or, or something like that seven times before you actually pull the trigger and pick yeah. up the phone. So it could have been the last one, but we know that they could have seen our trucks. They could have heard from a friend that it was a good experience. They could have saw us online. They could have saw us on Facebook. Could yeah, you know, could have yeah. been everything. So figuring out the true acquisition cost is damn near impossible. It's tough, but y- you can still get it in a ballpark. You know, like we know it's a range, right? Just but ten, twenty bucks. People give up right there, though. That line where they go, "Wow, ah, it's fucking impossible. Screw this!" Like mm-hmm. they just don't even start. Like I know ours is really high because our stuff's really hard to explain. How we go holistically on that because I want to know the whole marketing scheme, right? I want to know what you're doing offline, so that's not totally different online, right? And it's it might gel. It's gonna see seven to thirteen times. I think is the range. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna see for y'all. Let's just use College Town as an example. Drive by your building. One, two. Uh, I see the street signs. Three. I might see a Google ad. Four. I might see on this podcast. Five. I might see you in person somewhere, doing a winning a best of the Tampa Bay award whatever that may be what what award did you win recently huh what award did y'all win no we were finalists it wasn't yeah you could have just lied but yeah i'm not gonna Uh, do that (laughs) i don't want to get called out i saw you at a chamber of commerce meeting that's six uh i saw an email because i'm on an email list because i moved i I was already moved with them before at seven so it's like all those things can convert a previous client again or convert a new client if you have somewhere kind of sharing that out. So um, I've kind of been babbling a lot. Any Anything y'all have got on this podcast, on this sweet, sweet, sweet podcast, sweet podcast? I mean, just listen to what you guys say. I mean, I'm learning a lot from the web aspect. I'd like to ask Dan, like, do you feel that the online presence is better than, like, your signage um, on the streets? So online versus offline? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our... One of our strongest, um, you know, marketing efforts is the 
is the stuff that you can track directly, you know, with you know whether it's PPC or or Facebook or, or anything like that. Pay so per click for those uninitiated. <laughs> I feel like I have. <laughs> I have to say it. Sorry. Right. I didn't mean to like correct you. Or yeah. Like that, I mean, uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be anything without the other. So we've w- if we go a while without putting out yard signs or something like that, like we feel it, you know. But the same thing if we're not running any campaigns on Facebook or if we're not being proactive with our data you know on on google things like that we'll definitely feel it as well so they go hand in hand and he'll tell you that all day long you online know, they, they reviews need, too they need the, the sync online, online reviews too it's yeah. b- way bigger now. which we've been i mean we've been pushing that huge with our team as soon as they're done with the customer send them the link directly um try and catch them in the best mood catch them in the, mo- in the mood <laughs> yeah, yeah we just took moment. care of all your stress please review yeah. us right now i'll give you free pizza please please That's do it. that yeah and so like uh, the online reviews saying, I'm so glad we partnered with BirdEye. If you go to BirdEye.com, you can look at what they do. You can go, you can get them directly if you want, but you can get them through us at a cheaper rate because we're an agency through them, an agency partner. So, like, if I get a bad review, I can park it through them because they're like a super agency. So they can talk to Google directly and go, hey, we got to wax this out. So, that, that I mean, that's advantageous. If you're below 4.4 on review sites just generally mm-hmm. you're you're like non-existent almost. forget it wow yeah so that that's why it matters because consumer consumer reviews are becoming like such a big part and it's it's used for evil too i mean i've seen some of the stuff people write on on uh their page mm-hmm. and it'll be for the wrong franchise or wrong territory i should say so like some people just write reviews and they don't even know they they're so mad they don't even really look up if it's the right the right company okay right brand you yeah you hate this Domino's in downtown but <laughs> you had the Domino's from the sticks but you wrote a bad review for the wrong one. Oh yeah that sucks man. you know so it all that stuff kind of matters and you have to pay attention to it like crazy now so uh law firm I just I I have like 18 thoughts going at once and it just goes into mouth diarrhea but uh, like lawyers hate it. I love I love hanging out with the lawyers because I like arguing with them. Uh, but like they have to be on Avo. You ha- they have to be li- they'll be listed. Someone will put them on Avo, either Avo itself or someone else. So that's kind of dirty because they're public. They have to publicly be listed through the Florida bar or any bar state uh, out there. And so it's like, <laughs> so they just like you should hear some of the conversation like fucking. God damn it, I hate Avo. Like, they just hate it, but it's a necessary evil for most businesses. For, for people who don't know what Avo is, what is that? That's, oh, that's where you can look up. Uh, you can search for lawyers in your area. You can ask questions. Uh, really, it's kind of a fucked up system because they basically find every lawyer and they put them on there. And then they pump so much money into SEO and PPC. So if you are looking up a lawyer, they they box you out on on pay per click ads with the other big attorney t- attorney's office in the area. So every every ad has like a dollar amount. DUI lawyer, it's like sixty nine dollars here. If you're yeah, if you're in Miami or LA, it's probably one thirteen to two hundred per click. Wow, it can be. If you're just straight per up click, not per even per right, inquiry, not, not per conversion. Well, because when you get that client. That's, you know, what do they say? A DUI is about 10 grand, probably. I only read that on the urinal. 
the urinal signs at the bars. That thing's ten grand. Something like that. And so like <laughs> half of that's going to the house, right? So you get a let's say you get a DUI client, it's probably like five grand. You know, you're given to a lawyer. At least. No matter what. No matter what the, the outcome. So it's one of those things where it, it just kind of the math makes sense. If you get their their close rate though, as a lawyer, once you uh once you click to find someone, people don't shop around for attorneys, which is funny to me. Wh- I mean, why you're just like, well, they're an attorney. Yep. I don't, they're probably good. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. My friend told me about them. So their close rate's like 95% a lot of the time. They're not really bidding against anybody oh, yeah, else. That's worth it. Right. So if you let's say you have five people click on your site, four of them might, or f- five of them click to call or something like that, three of them convert. You just pay back everything you just spent. Right, even if one, then some, yeah. but you got to have a bankroll to do it right. to start it. That's why the little guys can't really do it yet. So, you got to f- you got to find other ways. But anyway, uh, I think we got to close it out because it's the uh, it's top of the hour. Top of the hour. Uh, I don't know why I did it radio style, but uh, I've got some other business to take care of. So you guys, uh, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think All right. Always a pleasure. Always. Peace.